0: To another episode of Major Crush Season 2. It's Meredith Griffin and,
1: and Luzanne. I'm here too. Yeah, we're excited today. We're out here at uh, Christopher Creek and we're with the uh, one of the owners, the brothers, uh, Joe Fapoli. And uh, we met him uh, just this last week and, and he spent some time with us. I know you guys are going to love this podcast. Joe's... Uh, Got so many great stories, and you know how I love the story. Joe, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate
0: your time today. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I want to let everybody know where we are. Uh, first of all, we're in a barrel room. It's yeah. beautiful in here, and mm-hmm. I, I love the smells
0: I love the smell of the, the oak, oak and the <laughs> fermented
1: wines, and oh, it's so good. And we're in, uh, we're in the East Russian River area in Sonoma County. Uh, halfway between Hillsburg and Windsor, which is just north of Santa Rosa, and like Joe's brother likes to call it, the greatest town on earth, because he is the mayor. (laughs) Yes. My my
2: brother Dominic is a huge fan and proponent of Windsor, so. Yeah.
1: And he's doing a fabulous job, I think
2: when you met him, he had one of those chives shirts that said, keep calm, I'm the mayor. Yeah. (laughs)
0: jump right into how how the why? once
2: upon a time yeah sounds good so what are we drinking here? This is a little bit of uh oakless chardonnay from my family's vineyard
0: oh cool is this the vineyard where we are here you no know, it's
2: actually on Slesser road so my family moved there in the 80s but let's go back a little bit further okay uh my family's making wine going back to italy since the 1400s Cheers. here in the united states my great-grandfather giuseppe Fopoli, or joe Fopoli as i was named after Uh, Moved here just after the earthquake in 1906 uh, to North Beach in San Francisco. He came to America, um, always dreaming of moving to San Francisco and becoming a winemaker, but he was a carpenter by trade. Uh, The city that he dreamed to move to was up in flames when he finally arrived. Oh, the earthquake, Uh, the the fire. He wasn't able to speak English yet when he finally got here. So. couldn't explain to the police that all of his tools, carpentry tools, were were his. They assumed he was looting, so they made him leave everything. Oh, he God. literally started with nothing. Oh, wow. Um, so he got a real connection and made his fortune by helping to rebuild the city and learn to speak English and everything else, and pursue his passion on the side of winemaking in the basement of the park building in uh, North Beach, which is, of course, the traditional Italian neighborhood. Yeah, that's
1: tr- that's Italian.
2: Um, as it became something more just to share with friends and family and with and his neighbors, uh, with his brothers-in-law, they purchased some vineyards in the East Bay, in the Livermore area, next to Wendy Family farm. And they were doing pretty well for themselves until Good 19- wine 1920 country. came along. A terrible blight on our American history, of course, Prohibition. Uh, so my family were forced to become bootleggers because they weren't going to not make wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather, uh, Silvio Fopoli, passed about two years ago at 101. Uh, wow. We grew up hearing stories of him as a young boy uh, making wine with his dad during Prohibition. Uh, his first job on his own when he was about 12 years old, was drive a big flatbed truck around the Bay Area. Twelve years old. And, uh, <laughs> and make deliveries for the family business. He said, "If you got stopped by the police, his mother would pack him a basket of sandwiches, and he'd give the cops a sandwich, and oh. a glass of wine. They usually <laughs> and that was
0: good. They didn't. That they they took were good. Care of it. He said,
2: "Sometimes some of the cops would get a little tired of wine, so keep a couple of bottles of whiskey under the seat <laughs> and some shot glasses." And twelve years, years old. I dessert, love so. it. Awesome. I have uh, I've got twins that are just thirteen now, a boy and a girl, uh, Kiana and Luca. Uh, I can barely get them to keep their rooms clean or get their homework done. <laughs> yeah. So I look tell them, you know, your great grandfather when he was twelve was you know driving around contraband for the family and, <laughs> right. and driving cops. Hear that, kids! So we grew up with these kind of stories. Always gave a sense of history and everything we did. Uh, my family moved up here to Sonoma County in the '80s. We started off as growers. Um, my dad planted Chardonnay, uh, okay. the, the vineyard that you're it? tasting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sold our fruit to different small family wineries in Sonoma and Napa for many years. Uh, and then about 13 years ago, my brother and I convinced our dad to um, to, to sell us a little bit of fruit, and we made this this uh, particular Chardonnay. So this uh, is
0: the, fr- you guys weren't making wine before you were just no, growing we, the we grapes kind of and fell
2: away from it after Prohibition and, and everything else. We moved okay. up here and, and then, you know, got into some other things. Okay. Um, and we grew up in hospitality. My dad had some restaurants and things. And so my brother and I and my sisters always grew up uh, working in restaurants and hotels and kind of paying our way through school and, and such doing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, 13 years ago, um, my Lovely wife was pregnant with twins, so I had to get a real job. I couldn't focus <laughs> full time on on starting a, a new wine brand. So I did this on the side. I became a high school teacher by day, oh, wow. and then I managed the bar program for a Michelin rated restaurant in the evening. So oh, that kept and I was also busy. finishing my, my MBA. So I didn't sleep and raising two kids. Oh like. my goodness! It oh was so about five years. I didn't really sleep, but um,
0: what did you teach?
2: Uh, I taught public speaking, economics, and leadership at uh, Women High School in Santa Rosa
0: Very cool. Busy, busy. So um. Yeah.
2: I would teach some of the, uh, the the children of of the winemakers and, and winery owners by yeah. day, and then I'd pour their, their parents' drinks at night. So um, <laughs> yeah. learned a lot about Sonoma County's wines, even for so much much personal way. Uh, when we as we continue to grow, my brother and I, and uh, later on my brother-in-law Liam McCormick. Uh, so Liam and, and my brother Dominic were best friends growing up. Uh, as a stereotypical Irishman, Liam had too much to drink in my brother's 21st birthday. So Liam's sister came to pick him up, and that's how I met my wife. So, and now oh. we have lovely twins. So, oh, that's, what two a great brothers, story. A brother-in-law. That's a great We story. see each other you way too can, much. You but, became, um, you've made it yes. family. That's great. <laughs> so it's, it's been um, really kind of cool experience in, in a lot of ways.
1: I'm enjoying this Chardonnay. You guys figured out how to make it, brother. This is you so, so, um, no oak to do. This say-
2: one is all, all stainless steel, yeah. uh, no malolactic fermentation. Uh, okay. It's kind of light, crisp, low yields in the vineyard, trying to showcase the vineyard. Um, initially, we wanted to um, both showcase the vineyard and differentiate ourselves from what became the kind of the stereotypical California Chardonnay, the oaky, buttery, uh, kind of over the top. Also, we could turn around and sell this a little more quickly as we were starting a new business. So okay. it, this became oh, kind of the uh, yeah. the, you know, the, the right. signature uh, Chardonnay from from this vineyard. It's but but really it has a real softness. Joe. It's very yeah, nice, most definitely. See. You
1: know, versus well, like, especially for no
2: malolactic.
0: I like that you get the Chardonnay notes, but it's got some more high the acid content in there. Makes it a little bit more crisp and. Mm.
2: And I pulled this from the library. Also, it's uh, a okay. it's 2014, so it's kind of okay. just showing you that. Even this style of Chardonnay has the ability to age.
0: Yeah, no, this is delicious. Mm. I'm enjoying this. I am
1: too. I love it. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Really great. So as we built um, our Fopoli Chardonnay brand, uh, just kind of word of mouth, doing private tastings at my family's place uh, amongst the vineyards there on Slessor Road by the Sonoma County Airport, Uh, we built it up to about 1,500, 2,000 cases, all direct to people Word of mouth. Friends so, and family. Friends, and, family, mm-hmm. working with some some friends who had some small tour companies and things and, uh-huh. and doing private tastings. Uh, so now we do three different styles of Chardonnay. Uh, we do a Sauvignon Blanc some years and a sparkling wine under our Fapoli family. Oh you, oh, great. oh, you got Oh, great. You got uh, Meredith's attention, Miss Bubbles. Valley, uh, surrounded by vineyards. Uh, we met uh, a hedge fund guy from San Francisco. It was his weekend home that he never really used. Uh, he liked our charitable mentality, so he leased us the, the property. We had some permits there. Uh, we may or may not have been allowed to do private tastings. <laughs> we may or may not have been doing private tastings. Uh, we may or may not have had some Complaints from uh, neighbors and in, in other wineries in Napa Valley. They're not quite as friendly as we are here at Sonoma County. Uh, we may or may not have had some undercover agents posing as tourists showing up in private tour vehicles, oh. and we may or may not have been banned from Napa. But. Oh, gee. <laughs> We were, able, may to, may we were not. able to operate long enough to generate, we were enough, generate enough revenues to put a down payment on this place, so okay. uh, the moral of the story is that crime does pay. <laughs> and, Amen. And the joke Cheers. was, with Benevolo, you're drinking for the kids, so that's what kind Wait, of what our argument
0: is. It all goes to, yeah, back the, to the it was, kids. It was
1: the kids, the... the yeah,
0: it's, uh, and it's kind of
2: funny when we finally went in front of the uh, the government offices, uh, you know, California ABC and everything. Um, they did a good cop get bad cop routine, which I didn't think existed in real life. So one of the guys said, you know, even you know, from your story, your family's been flying to the government for generations. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, it's the story, and I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations has expired by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was 12 for Pete's sake. And then the yeah. other guy said, you know what? Of of all the illegal uh, tastings that we we. In Napa. Mm-hmm. Yours was the best wines and best experience. Oh my oh, like God! Cheers. Cheers. But, but we're still, banned saying so yeah, you guys. Yeah, you're do it. still. <laughs> you're oh still my gosh. <laughs> so um, after we we built this one, we want to do something uh, to complement it, and then also get uh, my brother-in-law Liam uh, McCormick, was working with us in in kind of sales and things, but we wanted to make him part of something. So we started a second brand called Benevolo uh, to want to make some bigger reds to complement the whites we were doing. Okay. Uh is Italian word for benevolent. The idea originally was that a portion of proceeds would go to children's charities in the Bay Area. Oh, uh, but then beautiful. as people joined our wine family from around the country, we started working with a lot of different charities. It's really spread through everything we've done and it's been a, oh. a you know great uh, driver for us as well as obviously being awesome mm-hmm. to, to help others as much yeah. as we can. So that brings us here to, to back to Sonoma County, to Christopher Creek Winery, where we are now. Uh, the winery here has been around since the early 70s. We're now the fourth family to own and okay. operate in the 40 plus year history. Uh, the previous owners had sold their HMO in the 90s for an exorbitant amount of money. This was a retirement project for them. Okay. The wife wanted them to retire even further down to Southern California and Palm Desert. Um, they didn't have any heirs they wanted to pass it on to, they had offers from conglomerates and foreign investors, but they wanted to keep it family owned. Um. Uh, because of our let's say questionable business history we couldn't qualify <laughs> for traditional <laughs> financing because as you might imagine you may or may not be able to <laughs> banks frown upon operating gray areas and things so <laughs>
0: but they're not gonna loan you um, money
2: <laughs> so we we drank some wine had some food with the with the previous owners they liked what we were about and you know long story short they agreed to carry the financing uh for us and so that's how wow. we got oh, it. Great. So that is such a great there's a there's an expression which i'm sure you've heard in the wine industry that in order to make a small fortune you have to start with a large fortune yeah. a, yes. we never had the large fortune or even a small fortune and we had to be kind of creative and, uh-huh. and you know yeah. get around the, uh, the, probably the best the, the barriers way to, to entry yes. the best yeah. way to do it for sure it's our, our family history of course too so this, so the property oh, property is gorgeous we were reading the
0: vines though on the property of actually 42 year old vines are on the property is that right or uh yes planted 40,
2: 1972 so okay. 48 so. Eight years now okay uh, petite saran uh-huh. sarat so when we took over, we kept the, the name, we wanted to kind of continue the tradition of, of the winery here, Christopher Creek. Uh So Petit Syrah and Syrah here on the property. There's also about 17 acres up on Bradford Mountain and West Dry Creek, about okay. a thousand feet up. Uh, We've got some Cab, Merlot, Cab Franc, and probably some Zinfandel. So we still make all those wines. Um, but growing up in River Valley, we always had a passion for Pinot Noir. And so mm-hmm. in yeah. 2012, the, when we took over just at Harvest, uh, we found a small producer that we got a couple tons of, of Pinot from in Russian River Valley oh, okay. and made the first Pinot uh, in the 40 year history at the time. Oh. Uh, we started tasting at uh, Barrel Tasting Weekend in March of 2013. So allowing people to, to yeah, order futures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which then,
1: is ne- next weekend, right? uh, no, 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 it's Oh, the in, Barrel in, in Tasting, March, yeah, sorry, one in March. March. Yes. Oh
2: yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we sold out the entire 100 cases that we made that first year within a few months, well before it was ever bottled. So 2013, wow. we added wow. a couple other vineyards, 14 and we added more. And now I think we make uh, between 10 to 12 different Pinots, all small oh, lot, really? and um, between 50 and 90% of them sell out well before the bottle, just from the allocation uh, really? of, of our wine. So And how many of cool. each of
0: those do you make? Uh,
2: the smallest lots are one to two barrels. So, you know, maybe oh, 40, 50 wow. 40 cases, so 50 really cases limited. Less, than, less than 50 cases. Uh, the most we do is maybe 150 cases from wow. any vineyard.
0: So very limited.
2: And, um, you know, now we make a lot of Italian varietals and a lot of other stuff. Let's let's try some Pinot. Oh, I'd love to try some Pinot.
1: Mmm.
0: Oh, that looks beautiful.
1: God, that's a nice, rich color. Yeah, tell us. So we're moving on to Pinot, huh?
2: Yes. So this is a 2016 Pinot. Um, mm. The fruit comes from our state. So when we took over about the second year, we butted over about a, a block of uh, the Syrah on the bottom um, part of the hill oh, okay. uh, to Pinot Noir. Because oh, okay. um, we want to do something unique. And a lot of the kind of the old garden here in River Valley told us our little sub-region of the eastern hills now of River Valley was too warm to grow you know high-quality premium Pinot. And we like to prove people wrong.
0: Yes, you wanted, wanted to do it.
2: So, um... We it over, so the first couple years, we just did a rosé, we pressed it all to be rosé. We still do some rosé from the from the, uh, the vineyard here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is our first um, release, 2016 was, of our state Pinot. Uh, we did about 18 months in barrel. There's only about three barrels, so less than 70 cases of this wow. made the first year. Okay. And, um, look at the code. awesome.
1: It's beautiful, this is, and you know, believe it or not, I think, for me, who, and I'm kind of a, I'm really good at identifying Pinots for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the heat has upped the sugar a little bit. This, this is like so big in fruit on my palate, it's unbelievable.
0: The aroma, I'm, I, He's always gets to the palate while I'm still smelling.
2: <laughs> so since we make such small lots of all the wines we do, we're able to control the variables mm-hmm. and make some really amazing wines. Uh, our winemaker prefers to uh, not overly rack wines, kind of let them do their thing. Okay. He, we top off. And things, But, uh, yeah. you know, we're trying to make some wines that are going to be accessible early on, but definitely have some ageability. Uh, we've submitted all these wines to, you know, Robert Parker for fun, just because, you know. Why not? We want right? to see what, what they would say. <laughs> and um, all these got 90 plus, I think this was 92 plus points. Wow, uh, we don't buy any advertising. Uh, we yeah. don't refer Which to, is unique. We don't refer to him as, as Bobby as some of our friends who have gotten <laughs> the 97 to 100 points get, have. But, um, you so get it on your own
0: merit. It's just a,
2: submitting through Cinema County bitners in a, in a blind, uh, blind tasting, which is pretty cool.
0: It's delicious. There's that, I love the spice that I'm getting on the... No,
2: this
1: is, this is a big Pinot.
0: Big, but still yet soft. Yeah. Like it's very soft and very, well, most Pinots are very food friendly
2: most definitely um and we try to make wines that are, are pretty versatile as well so you know you could enjoy this with uh you know some some light poultry and, and things but mm-hmm. it also would hold up to some pork or even some really you know lean game yeah. or even steaks and things so I think game
1: yeah for sure
0: no that's delicious
1: mm.
2: and we don't we create uh tasty notes for all our wines but wine is such so subjective and and you know it's Depends on the mood of the people and, and the individual palates and everything else. So there's so mm-hmm. many different factors that go into We like to just tell people that there are no wrong answers. Whatever you, you taste is is there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes.
1: think about it. Worst case is you've drank a good bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. Oh, gosh, it didn't quite pair with my um, liver and onions. But it's completely- <laughs>
0: In the winemaking process, are you? Do you really get involved in picking what? You so I
2: personally, I work with a lot of the vineyards, and I have a lot of ideas. And um, we have an amazing winemaker, Mike Brunson, and his cellar uh, master's assistant winemaker, uh, Tony Wassowitz They've been working together for probably about twenty years. Uh, Mike and Tony came on um, less than a year before we took over, okay. uh, but they've been such an amazing fit.
1: Oh, that worked out great.
2: So um, many winemakers, as you may have noticed, uh, can be prima donnas and things. They're totally laid back. They do an amazing uh, job. Uh, They're musicians. They play together uh, every week. And actually they've done, they played a couple of events here at the winery as well. Oh,
0: very cool. Uh,
2: But they just do such such a great job of of making so many, such diverse and and high quality wines. So they try to stay true to the vineyard uh, itself and the site and allow the wines to express themselves. We do native wild yeast as much as possible okay. on most of our wines you, do. All right. you know that that brings I me like to a that. good
1: point you know we've talked about this a lot Meredith how what a luxury it is in Sonoma County where people are getting into these vineyards and and the real estate at, at a at a prop at an appropriate price Correct. and they don't have to force the grape to keep doing things I mean you guys get to uh, you know allow the grape to be what it wants to be and express what it wants to express I mean this I think you would probably have people in Napa doctor this and take some of this big taste out. I, I I think,
2: why would you ever? Mm-hmm. I'm not mm. gonna speak ill of any winery, so we will, we'll leave that alone. But there is uh, there are some wineries that people like what they like, that, that yeah. do certain things to manipulate, but we like to tell people our wines are made from grapes. And Yeah, that's pretty much it. it, And native native (laughs) yeast.
1: That's kind of the best way to do it, I think.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. I know the government allows a certain percentage of what they call mog material other than grapes, but there's no mog in our wines.
0: I I appreciate that a lot.
2: So, what are we
1: doing here, Joe?
2: Uh, We're trying a little bit of our Winemakers Reserve Pinot. This is a blend of a few different vineyards. It it changes slightly year to year depending on what our. Winemaker feels is going to be the make the best blend from that particular vintage. Okay. Uh, we typically do uh, no more than four barrels, oh, and wow. so it's less than a hundred cases of this made per year. To... It's right. got that Pinot then, smell.
0: It does, but totally different than the last Pinot we did. Totally seen.
2: different. So it spends of, of a little bit more time in, in barrel as well. So uh, about twenty two months it ends up being about fifty percent new French oak total. So it spends about the first half of its barrel life um, as a single vineyard, Okay. Uh, and this is one of the more rare ones that we do rack an extra time because uh, it spends the second half of its life and barrel together. I got you. Like so, so you
0: let them each kind of evolve on their own and mm-hmm. then blend them together and evolve together. And
2: with this one, I we always I give my two cents here and there, but ultimately it's our, our winemaker's decision. And, and oh, like it is, It changes huh? year to year. Boy, I'll tell is, you what, this is a big Pinot right here. This is beautiful. This is our, our highest rated, I think we got 94 plus from Parker again. Um, Mm. Oh, wow. And the coolest part uh, about mm. this particular one was um, the review said, enjoy this between now and close to 20 years from now which is no question for a California Pinot this will
1: hold up I mean it's it's a 16 that we're drinking here yeah and it's still got some you know a little byproduct the sulfur and it's got the acid this thing's got long long life and
2: I I had to pour it through the uh, the Gorbin because yeah we don't open these wines very often (laughs) oh yeah the problem with that is it doesn't allow the wine to breathe so you definitely you gotta let it breathe in the glass but But I mean what I'm
1: saying is it's got all the characteristics needed to to lay down for a, a long time, but I I, I don't know if I could do that.
0: Yeah, I know that's that's always the hard thing. You get it here. You know, I want to I want to drink I it now. I meant to lay
2: it down. Yeah. I know you
0: got to buy one. You know you got to buy one bottle to lay down and one bottle to drink now. That's my that's my philosophy. So with
2: a lot of these wines, we have uh, limits because so, we want everybody to get them. And uh-huh. this wine, I think we typically allow people not to buy one household not to buy more than six bottles of this particular
0: Oh, well, one. that's good. So In you can lay period. a couple down and then mm-hmm. I think it's fun sometimes with that too. You have one now and then. To, next year, I have a bottle, and you know, kind of space it out, and you see how it evolves. This is where I'm always sad: our listeners aren't here with us to I get know, to experience I mean, it, to see yeah. the color, to smell it. We we'll at least maybe get some pictures we
1: can. But post you guys have to come it. out here. I mean, if you want the taste of Sonoma and Russian River, and I mean this Chardonnay that they just, Dutch. I mean, absolutely crushed, yeah. fermented, and bottled. It's it's so <laughs> big and, and and mature and. It's Man, that was so good,
0: and not like any, not like traditional Chardonnays we talked about the other day.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Joe, we got we've had your Chardonnay two, and your pinots, two different pinots, and I know we haven't drank all your Pinots by any means. What else do you do? What other varietals?
2: Um, one of the things that I'm most proud of that we've started over the last several years is getting more into Italian varietals. Uh, mostly wow. grown here in the North Coast,
1: yes. you got Meredith in my attention. I love Italian. So uh, we've
2: done a Sangiovese traditionally under okay. the Caballo label. Um, okay. But as we took over Christopher Creek. We started adding um, a Nebbiolo uh-huh. uh, from Sonoma Valley that we've been working with from since 2015. We're going to try that one in just a little bit. Oh, and wow. I think I had what, your uh, Dolcetto. So we're going to start with the Dolcetto because it's a little bit lighter than the Nebbiolo. Yeah. I had but, that
1: at the winemaker's dinner
2: so or lunch. We'll, we'll try that one. And then we also are doing a Barbera, um, which is still oh. in barrel. Uh, we're about to bottle the first vintage of really? 2018.
0: How do you decide which of the Italian varietals that you want to make? Is it just your preference, these are the ones we like, obviously soil climate I'm sure have an impact.
2: Sure, so um, my family's from northern Italy, uh, mostly from above Lake Como and we'll get into more of that a little bit later. My great grandmother was from uh, Piemonte, Okay. and so um, actually the Nebbiolo we make is more in the style of where my family's from, above Lake Como near the Swiss border, and the Valtellina of the Italian Alps. Okay. Uh, but the Dolcetto and um, the uh, the Barbera uh, are more traditional in, in Piemonte, and we try to go for that style. But obviously we're growing in California, so
0: it's, diff- it's going to taste different but it's just so because
2: simil- the- I mean you look at the latitudes, they run parallel. Mm.
0: The, the close yeah, to. the weather's similar, but you're getting a different soil and yes. a different impact. So it's kind of yeah. fun. Like, that's where it's fun, like, have one of those and then have one from Italy and do a
2: uh, we comparison. Do we, we bring some of these bottles uh, back to Italy uh, to do. visit with, the taste with our, our cousins oh, and things thanks. and brings us some winemakers, and it's... Uh, they're a little reluctant at first of because course. they're very sure. Of course. But And they look at like, oh, you know, the alcohol is, is higher or there's, we use a lot more on our wines comparatively, but ultimately they come around and they're, they're pretty impressive. Yeah, They drop it down. Especially after the they have a couple of glasses of wine and they kind of drop yeah. down their, their guard and kind of go, okay cousin, I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's fun exactly. to be
0: able to have a competition with people directly in Italy.
2: But as far as the, the varietals, or just the vineyards in, in general, uh, we grow about half of, of our volume of all the wines we make. We make more than 40 different wines. Wow. Um, and that's only about 7,500 to 8,000 cases per year. Every total. year
0: you make 40 different wines? More than 40, yes. Wow.
2: And yes. we're about 98% direct-to-consumer, so okay. we, we do some restaurants uh, locally but uh, that we have relationships with, but the focus that we do is... is DTC. And then um, in addition to uh, here on our tasting room, in our mailing list and allocation list, our wine club and everything, we do a lot of stuff um, on the road. Uh, So our way of distributing is, we work with a lot of different charities and we'll do a charity event. We do some private Uh label wines uh, for, Organizations, professional athletes, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, cool. While we fly out, so for example, we were working with uh, the Texas Rangers in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would invite all of our wine club members in the area to come support the event for the the foundation okay. um, that we made the private label wine for. Okay. But then, additionally, while we're down there, we're also invite our wine club members to to host us, and so yeah. it's kind of like a Tupperware party, but yeah. way more fun.
0: Yeah, way more fun. <laughs> so, guys,
2: um,
1: you know check out their website and stay into can people check out and find out where you guys are going to go and uh, which ones would course, be open for them
2: it's a little more
0: you have to be a member you
2: need to be on our list first so sign up for our list and then you know buy some wines are joining. yeah go family. check out their website see and the wines they're we'll, making we'll send you out the newsletter when we're in the area and, and things like that we're
0: all right we're, you're taking us to a region that i love
1: yeah, this moving is moving
0: into some Italian varietals. You're in the of
1: heart right now. So
0: I'm excited to hear about this.
2: So we first made Dolcetto because we got connected to the vineyard. Uh, we tried to seek out vineyards that have a similar mentality as far as uh, focusing on quality over quantity, and definitely unique uh, growing sites as well. Um, This is from a small vineyard in Mendocino County, so east of, uh, southeast of Ukiah, east of Talmadge at the kind of the the base of the northern part of the Mayacama Mountains. Okay. So the Mayacamas separate Sonoma and Napa, Mm -hmm. and they also separate um, Mendocino and Lake. How far from the coast? Uh, it's this is much more inland. More I feel, inland. yeah. These yes. these are a little bit. I just taste them. Definitely little, a warmer, nice. Warm, I was gonna
0: say so a warmer climate here. This
1: so um, blow your dolcetto
2: mind. in Italy has kind of uh, a negative connotation because it literally translates to little sweet one, but this is not a, technically not sweet. a sweet wine. No, uh, but it's got a beautiful sweetness too. Yeah, well, definitely bright fruit on the front end, mm-hmm. but a very dry, yeah. dry finish as well. Uh, as kind of their everyday table wine while they're waiting for the Barolos and Barbarescos to age for 10 years or more. Okay. So we wanted to take something that was kind of for the for the common people as an everyday wine and do an elevated version of it. So uh, again, low yields in the vineyards. We only do about uh, two to three tons of this per year, so less than 150 wow. cases. Uh, and then we do about 15 months in French oak barrels. French, okay. Which again is almost unheard of in, in, in Italy. So uh, that's it for this particular wine. So it's kind of fun um, to do this, and, and when we ha- I have some friends that come over from uh, from Piemonte, they taste this one, and like, it's, it sort of tastes like a dolce, but they're totally blown away because it has so much more structure and, and nuances compared to uh, dolcetto in Italy. Is, is a fun wine; it's just easy to drink and you know with pizzas or pasta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, and this one definitely will pair with pizza and yeah, pasta. But it can and, do a, a really lot, a lot more. more. Is stuff.
0: it? Uncommon in Piemonte for them to age it in the oak barrels mm-hmm. for as long as you do. Or
2: they do it very simply, typically in the big punchins or giant uh, wooden tanks. Okay,
0: and that's why it's a much simpler wine there. Yes. And here you're putting a lot more time into developing it. And they typically it. have
2: much more uh, yield per hectare. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Vector or I guess Oh well,
0: this is this has got all those like you're saying all those dolcetto qualities, mm. but it's definitely got there's more structure to it, so more delicious. body to it. I would still eat it with you my see, pizza, but I of, might have it with a nice pasta dish. I have this
2: pizza as well, and um. This wine doesn't get released at club, but it sells. That's one of the wines we pour here in the tasting room, and it doesn't last very long. I think the owners end up drinking a, a yeah. certain <laughs> yeah. amount of this as well. But
0: so if I want some of this, I better uh, I s- get get on that.
2: <laughs> yes, and that's one of the kind of fun things of, of coming to our tasting room because we make so many different wines. Uh, that you know, if you come a couple different times a year, you'll probably taste completely different. different wines. Ones. Yeah, yeah. I like that. No, I really. That's unique up here. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah.
0: Adonchero's, it's. It's definitely too one to me. As much as I would love it with food, I, it's it's one that you well, don't necessarily need food it. Well, that's why I kept going back to it, it the other
1: day at lunch. It was mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's too darn delicious. It's, a, it's really, really good. Wow, Joe! It looks like we're going to go moving into some Nebbiola.
2: Mm. Staying with that's those Italian. That happens to
1: be one of my world, one of, your favorites. one of my world famous.
2: And I know you mentioned that we didn't try this last week. Uh, this particular wine is completely sold out for this vintage, but I wanted mm. to try this with you guys because um, this was a, a true passion project. Yeah. Uh, when I heard about this vineyard, uh, we went out to down to Sonoma Valley. The vineyard itself is just outside of downtown Sonoma.
0: Oh, really? Uh, oh, cool. Which is mm.
2: a really cool, unique uh, vineyard. The Camporelli family. Uh, mm. We walked the vineyard and kind of talked to them. They said, "Hey, we don't know if uh, you know we're going to sell this, but you know, well, maybe we'll talk to you." And so at the end I gave him my card and I said, Hey, if, you know, if you change your mind, let us know. Mm-hmm. And they saw my last name and they saw <laughs> oh. Fopoli or Fopoli as they say Yeah. It's so like any relation to Silvio? I said, Yeah, Silvio's my grandfather. It's like we can make something work. Oh, so cool. apparently his father had known my grandparents oh. for for years and years and years, decades decades, and actually had visited our family home in northern Italy. So
0: really that's oh, the so cool so thing about, about
2: the, that,
0: the, that
1: puts love into it.
0: Most yeah. definitely. Where you talk about here in Sonoma and Napa too, where there's the history and those connections of people who have been here forever, and
1: and is it is more many more. You know, it seems to me like Germans kind of developed Napa because you had the Heights and the Benzigers and the Hagens and that, and Italians in Sonoma. Is that you probably know more about the history?
2: Yeah, I mean Italians came all over, but if you go to northern Italy, especially up, you know, in even in Tuscany, with some of the, the rolling hills, but definitely, I come from. My family comes from way up north, near the Italian Alps, or in the valleys of the Italian Alps. Uh, a lot of the mountains around here look feel in the valleys around here way. feel oh, a, a lot yeah. like our, our region. Okay, but also the, the mountains suitcase, are a lot higher over there. But
1: the suitcase finds that the Italians brought over. Most definitely, yes. You know, so
2: I mean, there's not a whole lot of Nebbiolo grown in, in Sonoma County or the North Coast. I don't know of any. There's a little bit up in, in Mendocino County um, that be found, but. This one uh, again, we mm. did two to three times per year. Uh, I wanted to do something very special with this. Uh, in my family's region, the Valtellina of the Italian Alps uh, above Lake Como, they do a style of Nebbiolo called Sforzato. Actually, in in that area, yeah. they call Nebbiolo Chiavanasca. But okay. um, it's similar to what you people might be familiar with as, as Amarone, where they dry out the grapes. Yeah, uh-huh. so, uh,
1: right.
2: In our area, they pretty much just they them on on racks and open up the doors to the production facility the uh the wind comes in off of lake como and naturally dries out all the grapes oh, really we don't have the same kind of uh, exact climate it, here yeah does it so, dry faster than Amarone? yeah actually some of the stuff is it, it has to be at least 30 days and some of it is 60 days or more dried out okay
0: really interesting then
2: the wine the grapes are pressed um and then we did it a little bit, even crazier thing. We did a lot of uh, French oak aging with this one as well. Uh, because we don't have the same kind of climate and, and things here, our winemaker literally had to go on YouTube and find out what kind of solution <laughs> to create to oh, to get the the, the grapes to, to not rot while we're drying them out. Oh, for, on the yeah. uh, oh, While well, yeah. leaving them on the vine? Yeah. Uh, no, no we actually, you, you we, actually did. We had that. them in racks. We, oh, we you built, did. We built these these big racks and shelves. and So, well, we kept so you them back really in the tried to duplicate
0: exactly what they, they were doing there. Possible. Oh wow! Totally
2: experimental, definitely uh, you know passion project. I think we did about five barrels of this one uh, for about 22 months, or almost two years. Uh, three different, or three new barrels, so about 60% new front Um Really like the way it turned out. It's such a unique wine. Submitted to Robert Parker for fun, just to see what would happen again, because none of the ratings really mean anything to us. All of our wines sell out word of mouth, but it's yeah. kind of fun to see what what the you know super yeah. experts say. Yeah. Uh, Again, this ended up being one of the highest rated Nebbiolos outside of Italy ever by (laughs) Ron Parker, which is first time experimenting, kind of crazy thing, and we got those kind of scores at 93 plus points, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're coming back to to California. Uh, Right now in your glass, I wanted to show you at least one wine that we make a little bit more of, and by... Mm -hmm a little more. This is one of our biggest production wines at 400 so people, cases. <laughs> people might 100.
0: be able to get this one? Yes. Okay.
2: And this is also indicative Ooh. of one of our wine club releases. Mm, that smells that fantastic. Smells good. So this oh. is a, a Bordeaux blend. Uh, the winery right here traditionally called it Meritage. So we kept the, using the Meritage. We had to pay mm-hmm. the Meritage Society something <laughs> flat and then you know whatever. Oh, is forms. there
0: really a Meritage Society? I yes. didn't realize that to so use that term. It's, it's
2: an American oh. word. The blending and, of the word's Merit and Heritage. And um, it has to be at least three Bordeaux varietals, okay. traditionally, but from right. the United States. So.
0: What are the varietals in this, this So um, three of the
2: varietals come from um, our vineyards up on Bradford Mountain, and two of the varietals come from uh, vineyards nearby our, our vineyard. That we I source love vineyard here Bradford, here. Bradford okay. Mountain. So yeah. uh, predominantly Cabernet Sauvignon in this one, uh, followed by Merlot uh, and Cabernet Franc. And then for the 2015, we had about 5% Malbec and a touch of Petit Verdot. Petit so all Verdot. five Noble Red So you Bordeaux had varietals. all
0: five of those in there.
2: And because it is a blend, uh, we're able to up the production a little bit, and that's why we, yeah. we have about you four, 400 the, cases of it. You can yeah. see the little beautiful <laughs> wow.
1: color that that Petite Verdot brought to it. So um, mm.
2: 2014, we got uh, Best in Class and, and Double Gold for this one, and then 2015, mm. uh, we submitted to Parker, and I think we had 93-plus points for this one too. Wow.
0: Every, all these wines are so fantastic. I keep thinking, you know— I'm going to be disappointed, but they're all so good. They're all amazing.
2: And different. Yeah, very different. different. That's what's so fun.
0: (music) Do you make all 40 wines every year? Do you skip years? Do you do... Change it out a little um, some bit? Some years it's,
2: it's more than 40. Uh, oh. We have some vineyards <laughs> that obviously the ones we, we farm ourselves, we're able to consistently make year in year out. Uh, we try to, when we fall in love with a vineyard like the Dolcetto or the, the Nebbiolo, uh, we try to, to lock that down and, and work with them and develop mm-hmm. long term relationships. Okay. Uh, with some of the other ones, we might do, if I find, find an opportunity, I might kind of grab it, do a couple tons of, of something just to try it out. Uh, our my this is a definitely a family run organization you've met a couple of my cousins outside when we were coming in uh it's my brother myself and my brother-in-law our cousin is uh the cfo she's from my mom's side we, she moved out here from south florida to come take over oh. our oh, controller wow. position and then her now husband uh is he ran the ritz carlton in in uh, south beach is that now mitch yeah mitch Oh. And now he runs a uh, hospitality for us here. So it's, it's truly a yeah, family. But anyway, his business. now wife, our cousin um, Elisa doesn't like all the, she likes things to be more simple. So of, we tell her these crazy ideas. Oh, I want to do this. And this is like, just, just. Let me know, but I don't want to really hear about it. We want to buy the Ritz Carlton in South Beach. Let's <laughs> well, go do it. We're going to no, add not, another. Not like that. <laughs> we're going to add For another. For us, it's like what's buying two or three times of this. Yeah, year we're going
0: to make 45 <laughs> this year yes. instead of 40.
2: But it, it does get really crazy around harvest because our harvest ends up lasting more than two months because we I make so blame. many different wines. from And moving
0: uh-huh. around, do you do it all here on this property?
2: Uh, the majority of it is is made here, and then we make a little bit at uh, a couple of our neighboring Wineries, but our winemakers oversee everything that we do.
0: So, if you're a wine club member here, do you you get to? Tr- what does that look like? for So, people? Um,
2: we have about eight to ten different wines that we make. Uh, you know, a couple hundred plus cases of, okay. and those will be part of our regular releases. You'll get a, an email a couple weeks before the the release saying this is what our recommended release is. But if they want to change it up, just let us know. All of our wines sell out no matter what, so we want people to have things that they like. Mm-hmm. And then all the smaller allocation wines, like the Dolcetto, the Nebbiolo, some of the Pinots, are available first to our wine club members, but they're not obliged to, to take those. We don't make enough really for everybody. So,
0: but if you're a part of the wine club, you really don't get all 40 wines. No. Yeah. You it, yeah. You, you, you have, could. You, you couldn't. have access
2: to them, but you.
0: Yeah. How could you? Yeah.
1: And how does your wine club work?
2: Uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's uh, you know four times a year, and um, we do three, six, or 12 bottles. But uh, the yeah. perks are, are nice because we have an estate house here. Oh, you have the house for is great, so great beautiful, guys. Yeah,
0: The view, if you could see the view. We'll, p- we'll have a picture. Wait till you see how cool oh,
1: house is. We have is. Uh,
2: the beautiful deck out, out there that uh, you guys were on the other day. We'll put a um, picture up. Most mm-hmm. definitely. For and sure. so that's a private area just for our club members. If they live locally, they want to come pick up. We rec- recommend if anybody who's in the Bay Area that's part of our wine family, yeah. don't yeah. ship. Just come pick up. Even if we'll hold your wine if you don't yeah. get to pick up in a certain amount of time. but. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of really cool events. You know, you might show up to a party that our winemakers are, are are playing live music at. Yeah, <laughs> or, um, you, you know, we've got a, a pool area back there, and it's it's pretty spectacular and yeah. it's nice. It's great.
0: If you, this is probably a hard question, but of all your wines, do you have a, a favorite? Do you have one of yours that I know that's that's usually a, that's
1: the, a, usually the yeah. one in your hand, probably. Well, you, that's that's a good one. <laughs>
2: um, Personally, I, I, I love the Pinots, because um, that's something we do, we created here. Mm-hmm. And the Italian varietals, just because of the sense of history and connection. Of and course. it's something that not many people are doing or really anybody in the way that we're doing here. So yeah. Of
0: course, of course.
1: Yeah, no, these, uh, the Italian varietals we drank have a real neat little twist to it. A little California kiss yeah. to it. <laughs>
0: So again, thank you so much for your time today and sharing these amazing wines and everything. This has been awesome, and we definitely want to encourage people to come visit. So, should they make an appointment? Um, What's the best thing? Uh, What are your hours? Are
2: always recommended. Mm -hmm. We're open from ten to six every day, but uh, you know we recommend calling ahead or. Booking online so that we can you kind can of book create online. an experience. Okay. Okay. We make so many different wines as well, so we can kind of tailor the experience as much as possible of to course, what people yeah. are interested. In. And so then if, we like to throw a few surprises in there as well. Which is
0: awesome. So if someone books the tasting here at Christopher Creek, though, they they might taste wines from one of your other. Um, yes, we, we have uh, Fopoli and
2: Benevolo wines here all the time. Um, our winemaker Mike Brunson makes those here now as well. Okay. Uh, the last one, your glass.
0: Yeah, it's um, also awesome. this fantastic wine.
2: Mm. Even, even though we're not allowed to uh, to be open in Napa, we <laughs> still work with a lot of vineyards in Napa. And so uh, this was another really unique one. Uh, it was a 2014 uh, 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, again, I cannot t- say where the wine the grapes actually come from. We had a sign NDA for this one as well. Uh, but it rhymes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we took... Some really a really awesome vineyard uh, that typically wines from that region and that vineyard go for more than a thousand dollars a bottle. Wow. Uh, but we want to do something a little different, so we did three years in French oak for this one.
0: Oh, it's been a lot of time.
2: Wow, that's just, a big wine. Under a hundred cases, this one made as well. And you know, we're just trying to do something fun and unique. And you know, we've poured this next to some 100-point uh, Napa cabs and things, uh-huh. and it definitely holds its own. So oh, for yeah, sure, this would, for sure, yeah, I
0: mean, this would. It's definitely, this is a 2014 that you? Yes. And this is the Millennium Cab Sob.
2: Yes, so, Cab so we Cab. use Millennium because it's, it, you know, hmm. I'm, I'm actually not a millennial, but my brother and brother-in-law are definitely millennials, <laughs> but we're trying to do something that's kind of the ultimate in, uh, Mm-hmm. And just kind of create it's something, fantastic. and we get access to some different, unique vineyards year to year. So, we're trying it's the best of the best goes into our Millennium Series.
0: Well, I can't
1: tell you how much, and I'm saying this from, the, from my heart these yeah. wines are big, Meredith.
0: These wines are, fun. these are
1: delicious. Okay. I haven't had a bad one, yeah, not there only isn't one I that, haven't that had I haven't had one that's medium.
0: I've, apparently, I'm gonna have to like. Barter here because some of these they don't something. exist anymore, but we'll figure out. So, <laughs>
2: yeah. they're all crush worthy? Or... <laughs> Either all, I'm sure <before laughs> you have
0: a major, <laughs> crush. major crush. And I things. I don't know if I could pick. One that I'm crushing on more I than the me other. I don't mean either. It would all be on my mood. And I've
1: always done that. I've always been mm. saying, well, I like these two, or I like this one. Yeah,
0: I, I would can't. go through this and just depend on what my mood was and what I was eating. I think like, I think
1: we just stay around and drink all forty. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are we gonna get home after
1: that? <laughs> yeah, good luck. So, guys, go on yeah. to Christopher um, Creek uh, website, uh, learn about it, and. Um, I I just encourage you guys, you got to get out here.
0: This is awesome. Try some of these wines again. Beautiful. Thank you guys
2: so much for coming out and and sharing your time with me as well. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Hey everyone. Thanks for checking out Meredith and Lou's first winemaker interview of the new season. Spending time with Joe Fapoli was an amazing experience, and we want to encourage you to check out their tasting room if you ever find yourself in Sonoma County, California. In the meantime, we want to let you know that there are two additional bonus episodes to check out from this interview. One that features Lou and Meredith talking more about Christopher Creek's wines, and the other one is about how this beautiful winemaking family approaches giving back to others. Clearly, when it comes to Christopher Creek Winery, it's easy to end up with a major crush. Until next time.